As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to a special edition, unscheduled uh, episode of Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. On this, the 20th day of August 2022, coming to you live from Palm Beach. No, not Palm Beach. Uh, I can't think of the name of the place. Anyway, I didn't quite make it to Daytona yesterday. uh, So, um, Partway there. Uh, But anyway, um, stopped at a day's end. For those of you that that do follow me, I stopped at a day's end, uh, finally found a room, had about an hour um, delay on I 95, 895. But anyway, uh, finally got in, and I was so tired by then, I just straight to bed. The one thing that did cause me a little difficulty, though, was I was too late because of the delay on 95 to do my pre-cruise testing. So I've got to do that this morning. I think they open at 8 o'clock. But anyway, there were a couple uh, news stories of notes, so I decided, well, let's go jump on in case anybody's up there. You catch this later. Uh, so I just threw it together at the last minute. Uh, my schedule for the day um, as soon as I get done with this, I will do the pre-cruise testing. And then I, you know, head down to Miami. Uh, hopefully we'll hook up with Hot Air Tom and Cindy tonight for dinner down there. We had a lovely dinner last night with Nikki and Roger up in Jacksonville. So that's the schedule for today, at least. That's, I'm only, I've got, you know, four and a half hours or something like that driving. So it's not easy peasy uh, to get, get down there. Yesterday was the hard day. That was the, that was the long day. Um, there's, today folks is National Bacon Lovers Day. Not Bacon Day, but Bacon Lovers Day. So if you're an, a bacon lover, uh, we honor you today. 
So happy National Bacon Lovers Day. And I suppose you need to uh, get some bacon. The headlines today, of course, is Bermuda easing requirements for visitors. Of course, that's after Hot Air Tom was there. I'm just teasing. Also today, Norwegian Breakaway Rescues. And the Queen Mary Two Kennels. That was an interesting piece on on the kennels on Queen Mary Two. If you're listening via the podcast, as always, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from: iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for travel and cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy i'm going to be posting pictures and clips on the cruises that i go on we also have posted pictures and clips of uh on a regular basis from some of chili's families on their cruises folks that are out there at sea that uh, watches uh so you can always check in the description of the podcast for a link. It'll take you to the video feed in case you want to jump over and take a look at them. You can always go back to finish up on the podcast. So, but at least, uh, you know, I finally got eight hours of sleep. That took me three days to get it, but I got eight hours. That was good. All right. I'll be back with today's news right after a break from one of our network sponsors. All right, the lead story this morning comes out of Bermuda. I've been wondering why the recently the uh, Bermuda dis, dis, disappeared from everybody saying that, uh, you know, that was one of the places that the rules didn't apply. Well, starting tomorrow, uh, no, starting Monday, excuse me, unvaccinated travelers will be able to visit Bermuda again as the island is easing the entry requirements. The local health minister revealed a series of adjustments that will make it easier for tourists to come to uh, this beautiful island. While it's good news for cruisers, neither Royal Caribbean Carnival nor Norwegian have reacted so far by changing their website. However, the cruise lines are expected to follow the protocol set out by the Bermuda government, especially since they align closely with what the cruise industry has been recently implemented. All right, so here's what it is. Starting on August the 22nd, all visitors will be able to visit the island again, although visitors are still bound to testing requirements. Previously, unvaccinated visitors 12 and over were required to apply for a medical exemption from vaccination to enter Bermuda at least 10 days before arrival to the island. The new protocols include that unvaccinated cruise passengers require a COVID test taken no more than two days before departing the port. Depending on the time it takes to travel to Bermuda, they may need to test again before disembarking in Bermuda. This is familiar territory for the cruise lines as Bermuda already requires additional testings for vaccinated travelers when they journey to Bermuda if they're staying longer than four days. 
Unvaccinated visitors must have valid travel health insurance to enter Bermuda and upload proof of travel health insurance to their travel authorization application for approval. The announcement from the government and the newly announced protocols align closely with how the cruise lines operate, although the cruise companies have not yet announced changes to their protocols. Currently, they're just saying that unvaccinated guests will not be allowed to disembark. So that has clearly changed. <clears throat> Carnival Cruise Line sails to Bermuda with uh, the legend out of Baltimore and Carnival Magic from New York City. Royal Caribbean operates six-night Bermuda cruises with Enchantment of the Seas out of Baltimore. And from Boston, Norwegian Pearl operates seven-night Bermuda cruises from New York City. Norwegian Joy sails nine-night Bermuda cruises. Besides Bermuda, these longer cruises also call in Norfolk, Port Canaveral, Great Stirrup, Key, and, of course, Kingswork in Bermuda. So... Bermuda eases things up quite a bit. All right. Another rescue. And I, folks, I have trouble calling these rescues. You know, yeah, they saved the people from drowning. And this was another clear case of those. But you know what happens to these people? They get turned over to the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard send, takes, sends them right back to Cuba. We're not doing them any favors. We're, we're saving their lives. Yeah, I, okay, I, I admit that. But they wouldn't want to be back in Cuba or they wouldn't have left to start with. But anyway, we call them rescues. On the last day of a five-night sailing, Norwegian Breakaway assisted and ultimately rescued approximately 20 refugees from a small overloaded craft in considerable distress. Breakaway was enjoying a sea day en route from Cozumel back to the ship's home port of Miami when the small boat was spotted adrift about 30 miles west of Cuba. The cruise ship captain, Andreas Karlstrom, assisted, uh, assessed the situation and determined that the refugees could not remain in the small boat, which appeared to be overloaded with 20 to 30 individuals crowded into an inadequate space. Observers reported that the refugees appeared to be bailing out the boat, so it was taken on water. One of the breakaways lifeboat was dispatched to the refugees boat to transfer everyone to the cruise ship. The entire transfer took about three and a half hours, moving cautiously to ensure safety for both the refugees as well as the assisting crew members. And again, uh, you know, the uh, Coast Guard was notified. They pick them up. Take them right back to Cuba and drop them off. So this isn't a, a, a way for the Cuban folks to get to the United States. Not going to happen. All right. Finally, this morning, this is this was a really interesting piece. I thought from Sherry Laskin, who's uh, known as a cruise maven, or account is her website is cruisemaven.com she does a lot more than cruises but anyway every day as every dog has its day and on board queen mary too 
there's a bunch of lucky dogs, 22 to be exact. That's the new number of dogs or cats that can book passage for a transatlantic cruise aboard Canard's Queen Mary 2. The ship was sent for refurbishment last summer. Increasing the size of the entire kennel facilities was a top priority. Canard has a long history of dogs and their owners crossing the unpredictable North Atlantic aboard its ships, thus adding 10 more kennels from the original 12, so they now have 22 spaces. But it's more than just dropping off your dog or cat on day one and returning to claim the pet at the end of the cruise. Months before your voyage, there's an official stack of paperwork that needs to be completed and documented since there is no longer a quarantine period for a pet to enter England. There's no rabies in England and they want it to stay that way. The hoops to jump through are pretty tedious. However, that's once that's completed and approved once on board, you and your dog become instant celebrities for a week. It begins with a pretty cool procession of the dog owners and their dogs. The dogs get priority boarding and quickly walk past all the other passengers waiting to board. As soon as word gets out that you're a dog on, you have a dog on board, you become the target of questions from all the other passengers. Dinner table mates want to know. Then finally on debarkation day, You're paraded off the ship in front of everybody else again with priority debarkation. It's really an interesting story. And that's just touching the surface. There's a bunch of pictures of the kennels themselves, of the parades. There's a a clip. So down in the description for the podcast will be a link if you want to hop over and check it out. Really a good uh, really a good piece uh, from uh, Sherry and for, for cruise mate. So she did said it wasn't very expensive. You know, it's like eight hundred to a thousand dollars for your dog. I suppose compared to what you know we pay for passage on the boat, that's not bad. Because they're literally treated like a, a bastard. So. All right, let's. I'm going to jump over and see if anybody did hop in today. Carol's with me. Hi, Carol. Good to see you today. Wasn't counting on a whole lot of people here. Nobody knew I was going to do this. I didn't even send notices out beforehand. This was just one of those last-minute things. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today. Got to do my pre-cruise testing a day late, but that's okay. And I get that done this morning and then head down to Miami to see Hot Air Tom and Sydney. Tomorrow we get on Norwegian Sky. So I'll see you from there, I promise you. All right, that's it for today. This is the old fat travel guy. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising one day soon. We'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you from the Norwegian sky tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, 
just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.